0: From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today.
1: I think that honestly art has been such a part of my life since I was little that it like never even phased me like that. Like art was just kind of a part of me since I was little. My dad was a graphic artist and worked at LifeTouch for a while, and so he had like Photoshop on my computer. So instead of like um, (laughs) playing with like Barbies and stuff like that, I was on Photoshop (laughs) on my computer. Uh, So you know, I've I've been introduced to it for a while.
0: I'm Scott Yates, photographer and multimedia journalist with the Rockford Register Star. This show is where we meet the artists who make our community a more beautiful place. This week, we meet Evangelina Jimenez. Evangelina is an acrylic painter, owner of Indigo Nail Lounge, where she makes and paints intricate fingernails. She hosts paint and sip events at 317 Art Collective, and she assembles Zodiac-themed jewelry. Evangelina uses her canvas and bright colors to paint the power of feminine energy, Her social justice, advocacy, and feminism are strong threads throughout her art and business projects. One big project we talk about here is a future women's co-working center in downtown Rockford. Evangelina Jimenez visited the Register Star newsroom last week for this podcast. So let's drop in on our conversation now. Evangelina, you've got your hands literally involved in a number of projects, (laughs) And we will try to touch on all of them as as much as possible here. Um, To give a quick rundown, you are working to bring a woman's co-working center to downtown Rockford. You're a nail artist and owner of Indigo Nail Lounge, Mm -hmm. correct? And uh, that is where you make and paint intricate fingernails. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. You host... A, uh, you host paint and sip nights over there at 317 Art Collective on Market Street, and you assemble zodiac-themed bracelets mm-hmm. among, I'm sure, I'm an some other things.
1: Enthusiast, to say the least. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. We will uh, talk about that uh, a little bit further down, as well. But um, a- enough from me. How do you describe what you do?
1: Man, I really, honestly, there's just so much that I do. I Every time I have to start explaining to people, I'm like, you know, honestly, it just depends on the day, like however I'm feeling that day or what um, opportunities come in my way. Um, really, it all started out like just kind of like being an artist and then I kind of like picked up the whole jack-of-all-trades thing because I get so excited about like new things. So um, I actually just had a Reiki session with Eve, who's the owner of Luna's Detour as the Crystal Shop, right down over off third, I want to say. That's Eve Um, Harker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. She's uh, excellent. But um, she told me that I need to (laughs) quit putting my hands in so many pots and start focusing on one thing. So I've been trying to focus lately. Um, You brought up the female energy type of, um, all women's co-working center. That is my, what I've been trying to focus on and my nail stuff lately. So yeah, but I'm a whole bunch of things I could say.
0: (laughs) So describe what that is, uh, to you. What do you mean when you say a women's co-working center?
1: Um, so pretty much I had went to a women's co-working center out in Chicago and taught a class, um, and it was a crazy experience. It was really cool, and like it was, Im- I was immersed in female energy, and it was just really inspiring. And I was thinking, like, man, like we we need to bring something like this to Rockford. Um, I am a advocate and a extreme supporter of women that have been through domestic abuse, and uh, like unfortunately, that's about. I forgot the exact percentage, so I won't say a random number, but it's an extreme amount of the everyday arrests that happen in Rockford. And um, so I'm always trying to find like different things that are focused on women uh, and trying to uplift them out of um, just a very... Uh, negative environment that they could be in so um, that's one thing that really inspired me but the whole women's co-working center is not just specifically for business women but for women of you know just uh, that have really cool um, what would, like talents or just gifts in general like cooking or like uh, you know like knowing how to do some crazy thing that not even just crazy but just something really easy that people could learn like um, with the co-working center I wanted to be able to have women who are just regular women of Rockford, uh, teach classes once or twice a week. Um, I wanted there to be little office spaces, so that way, say you had like a meeting with someone important that you wanted to have a good aesthetic um, or like just a good.
0: um A nice professional presentation and a venue in which to host those business meetings.
1: Right, so then Mm -hmm. they could, you know, uh, have that space if they're a member and membership wouldn't cost too much. I want it to be affordable. Another thing that I wanted to do was, like, you know how everybody goes to Starbucks to do homework and stuff like that. Uh, somewhere like a safe space. It's all space.
0: that free Wi-Fi right. from the coffee shops. Right, that's what shops. I'm saying.
1: And printers. And that was a big thing because I don't, mm-hmm. I like, for a long time I struggled with having to go to Wired every other <laughs> week to print off my things for the week. So, like, that would be a really uh, important part of it, especially for students and um, just women who, you know, just want to do what they do but in a really cool safe environment where they can feel welcome and just be able to go there and express themselves so
0: as a uh, someone who's experienced the freelance gig economy life uh in my one of my past lives uh working (laughs) by yourself and for yourself has a lot of advantages but one disadvantage is the lack of camaraderie and teamwork found in a traditional uh, workspace where there are other teammates around you to bounce ideas off of and uh, find support when you need it the most right So a women's co-working center in downtown Rockford would satisfy all of those needs uh, that you're you're searching to to satisfy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you are an advocate for uh, victims of domestic violence. Um, Feminism and social justice issues seem to be a thread in some of your work that we can mention uh, throughout this conversation. Um, What does it mean to you to advocate for others in need?
1: Um really, uh, to be really honest with you, I've been a victim of domestic violence, and so like it's just my dad one time he told me, like, how are you like a inspiration for all these women of Rockford and you're a part of a relationship like this? And it just really like, you know humbled me, like I was like, wow, like, okay, like you know, like you hit me in the heart with that one, and so, and it's true because I really do want to be an inspiration for people, you know, and uh that with the whole trying to be an advocate is just like showing people that, you know, unfortunately it happens to the best of us and we just have to remember our self-worth and remember to that, you know, nobody deserves that regardless of whatever situation you've been in or you've put yourself in. Nobody deserves to be in anything like that. So that's a big part of it.
0: All right. Well, thank you for all your work and advocacy in that uh, arena Uh, Moving down the list, uh, the long list of (laughs) projects that you're working on, can you describe what Indigo Nail Lounge is?
1: So um, Indigo Nail Lounge is actually inside of Femme Beauty Boutique, uh, which is owned and run by Dana Hanson. Shout out to you, Dana, because you're the best. Um, But... Indigo is really just kind of, like, my umbrella term for myself because I have, like, Indigo Baby, which is, like, how my original business, which was just basically, like, crystal jewelry and crystals and all that fancy-schmancy stuff. Uh, So the nail lounge part was before we had changed the name to Femme Beauty Boutique, it was Lash Lounge. So it was just kind of, like, nail lounge, you know, like Indigo Nail Lounge because my little spot in there is just quite small and, like, in the corner, but I'm there. (laughs) So...
0: Awesome! Awesome! That sounds like a, a lot of fun for folks who want to bring out their inner beauty into the world and present their their, their themselves in uh, their most confident light.
1: Yeah, for me, it's been like a very uh, discouraging. Um, path but it's been really fun because to me it's just like learning a new art form what uh, do you
0: mean discouraging
1: it's discouraging i'm really hard on myself i'm always like you can do better than this Angelina, and like you know there's like a lot of difficulties and technicalities that come with doing nails it's not as just like oh like i'm gonna put this on the nail and you know like uh, there's like problems like lifting nails and like um having like paint come off or like it just you know things that you wouldn't even think about but it made me like Man, like I can't have that happen to my clients. And they're going to go other places and be like, man, you she can't even do nails. You know, like stuff like that. So it inspires me to, like, all right, I have to not be the best because it's not a competition for me, but it's like an art form for me. So it's no kidding. I just want on a,
0: on a very tiny canvas, canvas. Yes. Uh, and a delicate one mm-hmm. uh, and, and one that's moving around. Right. You know, you can't just <laughs> cl- clamp that hand down. Uh, I mean, right. you're working on a live human being there. Yeah. Man, okay. So. Um, I wouldn't immediately think that would be a discouraging outlet. It's difficult and challenging, Uh Um, but uh, I can see if you're a perfectionist, uh, you've got a lot of things in your way there towards uh, perfection. Yes. Again, uh, moving down the list here, what is uh, what are these paint and sip events that I keep hearing about?
1: So, uh, paint and sips. And,
0: and, and, and forgive me, I, I, I think I just pulled out that description, paint and sip.
1: Yeah, sip and paint, paint and sip.
0: Okay, so I'm on the right path. That's, uh, having no. never participated in one before.
1: Yeah, you got to come to one. <laughs> They're they, really fun.
0: That's what I hear. They're a, a fantastic trend that's been going on for a couple of years uh-huh. now, and uh, you have hosted... Uh, 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 several of them, uh, at, at least down at 317 Art Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me more about that.
1: So I started those. Um actually on my birthday 2018 so I turned 20 and um I was like man like I want to do something super cool that you know like I can like have a party where all my friends can paint but then I like of course my business mindset was like turn it into an event <laughs> so I like turn it into like a sun and moon sip and paint and pretty much what it is is and that's um,
0: a that's the theme of that particular yeah, so it was, day like,
1: th- that one that my first one was a sun and moon so I had, well, it was at Rule on Tap, um, and it was really fun. It was pretty much everybody follows me on doing a original painting. Um, so everybody starts with a blank canvas, and then they kind of just, like, follow along. And some people really surprise themselves with how well it turns out, just as, as long as you listen. And, you know, like, if you ask questions, I'll come help you. But—and uh, then— Sometimes like people get forget that it's a sip and paint and they forget they even have like a glass of wine or whatever right in front of them. So they'll be like, oh, I totally forgot about my drink or they're like, you're doing
0: something right. if folks forget (laughs) about their drink.
1: Right. (laughs) So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I I get to meet a lot of really nice people and um, there's I'm always trying to think of new ideas that people would want to um, participate in.
0: Speaking of other ideas, uh, uh, one of the last items on your bag of tricks here is your crystal work and jewelry. Um, give us a rundown of what that I- I- involves.
1: So to understand it from my perspective, I um, originally got into crystals. My grandma had Alzheimer's and we were looking through her jewelry, you know, like just like getting um organizing her things and i found a big clear crystal and i was like what was grandma doing with this like it was just chilling there you know oh grandma yeah (laughs) but she was smart she was a gemini she's um some real intellectual stuff but um so i was like oh okay this is cool you know I, i wrapped it into a wire necklace and then ever since then like people were like man that's a really cool necklace and so um crystals to me are um little gifts that the earth has given us to influence energy a little bit more than they already are um so when i put them on bracelets and stuff like that some of them are made specifically for things um my the one that i have on right now is a lapis lazuli so it's a good communication stone and it also has tiger's eye which is a good traveling and um uh, like what would it mean like uh socialization stone so like you know i'm really trying to be comfortable today i also have city market tonight so i want to be able to communicate my knowledge the Mm -hmm. right way so that people can you know enjoy buying this little bracelet that is more than just the aesthetic crystal bracelet you know so
0: form and function yes it looks great and works great
1: yes
0: cool um so you are uh you've got your hands in a number of different projects what what's your favorite material or combination of materials or projects that you like to work with?
1: Um. Well, I'm an acrylic artist, so I work mostly with acrylic for my mediums uh, or like mixed media. So I'll work with like glitters and um, like different metallics and stuff like that. But I honestly haven't even been making art that much lately. Um, I usually only make, I'm an expressive artist, so I usually only make art when I'm really, really happy or really, really sad or not even really mad, but, like, I write poetry when I'm mad. And then I turn it, and then I, like, get inspired by the poem and think, like, how can I put this into a picture? So, Ooh,
0: so your mood almost dictates which medium you yes. work in. That's fantastic. A lot fantastic. of my
1: first uh, paintings had girls with, like, really beautiful eyes, but there was always a tear in one of them. Because I was really going through it then. <laughs> but, um, so... Thankfully, all the girls that I paint now are all happy or like super like spiritually with their eyes closed, like in Zen mode or something like that. So, yeah, I never really thought about that.
0: (laughs) A a lot of your work, uh, from what I've seen, reminds me a lot of Shaniqua Porter's work as well.
1: That's why I really love Shaniqua, because I've seen myself or, you know, like I like namaste, like my soul or my spirit recognize your spirit because she's into the same stuff that I am. And that's why I had her be a part of that female energy show. And I'm so thankful that it was so successful for her. She made so much money that day, sold so many paintings and it was really cool. I had almost like 400 people come out to that event. I, had a one dollar entry fee only because i wanted to see talk
0: it. about lowering the barriers of entry with a one dollar artist fee for yeah. an event that's fantastic
1: well yeah it was for the anybody who came to the art show i just didn't want them to
0: uh oh for the uh audience members yes, you mean yes. gotcha yes. yes well that's important as well
1: yeah and it was just more of like i want everybody to feel comfortable with coming you know like even if uh i i just even with like all the things that I do, I try to keep it very affordable because I want to cater to everyone and be able to socialize with everybody and not seem like too high maintenance or anything like that. But the reason I c- collected that one dollar was just to see how many people came. It was almost like 400 or, or it was like 400 and then some, but I forgot the exact number, but I was just like, what the heck? Like, what? I and blew myself away, and <laughs> to say the least.
0: Nice. Well, uh, that's certainly not discouraging. Yeah, uh, definitely not. Finding a, a light at the end of the tunnel on that one. You are such a colorful person, and I feel like our listeners are going to agree when they hear your voice there. You produce such colorful paintings and nails and, and other artwork. Um, did you grow up in a creative family? Let, let's take a step uh, into the Wayback Machine and, and kind of get back to your roots here yeah what was um, your family like
1: so i grew up with some really young parents my parents had me at 18 my dad is an artist he kind of fell off um he's really just like working on you know just doing his dad stuff and uh getting the house together and stuff but he is an amazing artist he was doing like um street art and graffiti and stuff like that but it was really detailed and um always had like eyes and he did like cool globes and stuff like that and every morning before he goes to work even to this day he draws like an eyeball and a heart and then a you but like graffiti style and like he'll be like have a good day girls like you know so
0: i love you yeah
1: so it's like you know it's really cool um my dad's a really big inspiration um in my life to say the least he's a really awesome artist and that was definitely passed down to me, and I have, like, my grandpa's an artist, my mom's not too artistic, but she has um, really, like, potent energy, so I think that was passed down to me, too, so, yeah, but um my family's full of artists. I had a, um, an Uncle Frankie, and he was a painter, and he was, like, the family artist in the 90s, or, like, throughout when he was still alive, and so all of his paintings are all spread out throughout my family. I have one, and it's gonna be my First big tattoo on my arm. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, uh, my family is super artistic, I could say.
0: Right on. What was your first creative memory where you remember successfully getting that idea in your head out into the real world? Hmm... It sounds like you have a wonderful memory of your dad making that uh, I love you drawing every morning. Yeah. When Where was that aha moment for you when you realized, hey, there's something to this. I can express some feelings here.
1: I think that. Honestly, art has been such a part of my life since I was little that it, like, never even phased me like that. Like, art was just kind of a part of me since I was little. Um, My dad was a graphic artist and worked at Life Touch for a while, and so he had, like, Photoshop on my computer. So instead of, like, um, (laughs) playing with, like, Barbies and stuff like that, I was on photoshop on my computer uh so you know I've, I've been introduced to it for a while but i went to kappa for seventh grade and seventh grade only and i was at ellis i still to this day have a mural there it's my first mural it's like a mural of chicago and now i'm like looking back like why didn't i do one of rockford but it's fine <laughs> hopefully maybe one day they'll let me go back in there and um fix it up a little bit but um Ellis is where I learned to paint for real, and that was my teacher, uh, Mrs. Hartgraves, she was the best, she was really cool, and she was also really into the metaphysical, like, spiritual um, lifestyle, so she made a really big impact on me, and I always give kudos to her because a lot of the reason why I paint so well to this day is because of her.
0: (laughs) That's the importance of having great teachers and mentors in creative and professional lives uh, to have somebody to guide you through and to bring out those inherent skills that students have. Right. That's wonderful that you've got uh, that uh, person in your life there. Um, To that end, uh, who is your biggest inspiration in life and art? Uh, Any of these big teachers or beloved family members?
1: Mm, That's a good question. To be honest, um, a lot of my inspiration goes towards, like, future me. (laughs) I'm really big on self-evolution. That's why I'm so into astrology, because it's made me realize a lot of, like, my potential, but also a lot of things that hold me back from my potential. So. um,
0: And are you able to use that to help others?
1: Yes. Amazingly, you could not imagine how many, even just, like, I mean... Everybody in general, but especially, like, men that are in my messages asking, like, hey, can you read my birth chart? <laughs> like, birth charts are crazy. Astrology is becoming so in the mix right now, and it's uh, funny to see it, like, in little places. Like, um, Uber just did a ad that said something about Mercury retrograde, because Mercury is the planet of transportation, communication, and intellect. So when Mercury is retrograde, uh, it pretty much means that—retrograde means that the planet's spinning backwards, and— um, so with transportation, it usually... I got pulled over like three times during Mercury Retrograde and I never get pulled over. And so like there's an example right there. But Uber was like, don't get or like, is your car messed up? This Mercury Retrograde, like ride with Uber. And I was like, what the heck? Like this is some real crazy stuff. Like astrology is really being in the ads of Uber right now. It was was weird. (laughs) It was funny.
0: Well, I think that just speaks to your point of astrology going mainstream with some audiences that... People wouldn't normally associate um, taking those types of uh, matters into consideration.
1: Right. Not even just astrology, but a lot of the metaphysical uh, like tarot cards and all of that, like reading your future is all just like, (laughs) it's funny to me. (laughs) It's a curse and a blessing, I feel like.
0: Let's move on to some other uh, important topics that uh, I want to touch on before we uh, get out of here. You are a member of 317 Art Collective, Mm -hmm. correct? And that is an entity that's been a huge binding thread throughout this Meet the Artist podcast series. How crucial has the collective been in your creative pursuits?
1: It has given me a platform to really be able to work on my art whenever I need to, um, I have to be in an environment that like inspires my art or just like inspires me to stay focused because I can really just I mean, you see how many things I do. You know, I I wake up in the mornings. I'm like, okay, like, what do I do today? But when I'm there, um, I'm just immersed in everybody else's art. Also, Um, I've done countless sip and paints there. So that's really cool. They always give me the opportunity to be in the multiple art shows they have every month. Um, But like I said, I'm more of an expressive artist. So Usually, like, whenever I'm just feeling some type of way, then I'm like, all right, I got to go out of the studio. You know, I need to get into my zone and make some art.
0: So, again, just like your intention with the co-working space... 317 Art Collective provides that venue that supports you and gives you some guidance and a little bit of structure to get your creative juices going there. I know Jenny Matthews and Laura Gomel over there are just incredible women uh, who who have created a wonderful spot over there.
1: Yeah, they're the sweetest. They're like my cool aunts. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I totally know what you're talking about Uh there. They are wonderful, both of which were, uh, both women were early Guests here on Meet the Podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Meet the Artist. I'm going to have to
1: listen to theirs, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Go
0: back. Uh, find Meet the Artist wherever you find your podcast. Okay. Hit subscribe. Rate us. Give us some feedback. For sure. Um, this podcast is. Uh, first of all shameless plug time right now (laughs) this podcast is brought to you by the journalism of the rockford register (laughs) star i could not do this without the support of the organization so uh give us some feedback rate us subscribe uh and uh learn all about the creative people in rockford making this city a more beautiful place yeah
1: for sure and that's for everybody that's listening on my behalf also
0: (laughs) yeah so, uh, speaking of uh, other creatives in the city, are is there anybody that you're really excited about following who's um, breaking breaking some molds and doing some really cool stuff yeah. out there?
1: Yeah, um, I would say there's a lot. I mean, depending on what kind of art you're talking about, there's so many different types of art. Um, but one of my favorite artists right now is uh, Jessica Alvarez. She has her business name as like Pequena Pixie or something like that. I, f- I think that's what it is. I'll have to just to make sure i have to write it down but um she does a really pretty feminine um cartoony art but it's so cool and she's also incorporates astrology into it too so of course that's right up my alley um my friend daisy avila she's a makeup artist but she also uh does a lot of really cool digital artwork on her ipad and she I think she was like in her zone for a couple months and like totally like released a whole bunch of cool stuff. And like now she's in school, so she's a little bit more busy. But she's definitely one of my favorites. And um, my friend Jorge does wood burning. Uh, He is super cold with it. So
0: we've talked about ways to support the creative community in the city with your co-working space, uh, the different collectives uh, of artists in town. What can the cultural gatekeepers in the city do to facilitate creativity here in town? Oh, man. Like, is there something that you see a need for that's Venues. not being satisfied yet?
1: Venues venues venues
0: you're not the first or the last person who uh has mentioned venues and oh, spaces I, yeah to and i've creative. seen it
1: yeah i've seen it a, a lot um a lot of us are talking about it because it's true you know we have a lot of difficulties that come up with our venues that are already produced you know like they find and not i mean not even trying to call anybody out like that but there's always something that's you know like not up to par to be to make the event go smooth or whatever you know so we just need that's I mean that's what another reason why I wanted to do the women co-working space because that's space for me to be able to offer that to my friends like yeah this is a women's co-working space but it's also my space so if you want to have an art show here of course you can have an art show here you know uh and I know that um Vic and Buddha and uh, I think my cousin Javier all working on a new space over on the south side. I don't know if I was supposed to say that. So, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs>
0: Feel free to break any news you want on this dun, dun, podcast.
1: Dun. <laughs>
0: no, uh, we've had Vic, uh, Vic Monsta on the show before. Uh, he is another mover and shaker in town. Uh, so we will follow up on that and yeah. uh, we'll hear all about it when and if uh, anything special um, regarding a new creative venue in town pops up. Mm-hmm. Um So to wrap up this conversation, um, let's do something that I really love to do. Um, I learned this technique from one of my favorite interviewers out there, and that is to troll and scroll through my guest's Instagram feed for some sort of post that is intriguing and whose backstory just demands to be told.
1: (laughs) Okay. So
0: I have found you on Instagram at indigobaby.rkfd. Uh-huh. And I've scrolled down not too far to August 8th to this post, um, and it's a a video post, actually, just a a close-up of your hands um, working with a stone, and there appears to be some tarot cards on Mm -hmm. the table, and you have put out a uh, request for your viewers uh, in the following way. The, The caption reads, quote, I just closed my eyes and asked my angels to tell me how the people of my city are feeling. Comment, how you feeling? I'm trying to see something. (laughs) End quote. Um, I'll flip this uh, picture around for you to explain what is going on
1: there. Yeah. Okay. So um, I follow a lot of tarot card readers on Instagram. Uh, Tarot cards, I like to call them clarity cards because they pretty much like For readings, they give you clarity on things you already knew, but that are just a little bit more easier to communicate through someone who, like, knows how to do the cards and stuff like that. Um, Honestly. I just started getting into, like, sharing the whole cards thing a lot more because people fear what they don't know, and they think that it's, like, you know, all types of crazy stuff that they claim it is, Um, but for me personally, I ask my angels, which was like, my grandma, my grandpa, my aunt, uh, to just, you know, like keep me protected during the thing and... nothing too crazy it's just i ask a question and then i uh kind of like shuffle them until a few fall out and then i just place them and then flip them and see what the message is and for this specific one uh i was like okay like what's the energy of rockford feeling like you know and so i put three different crystals out next to the three different cards and i just had everybody comment which one stood out to them the most so on the next day i posted uh the results oh man one of them was like the hermit and it was like the hermit card is for people who are just kind of like going through it and they just want to like stay in the house and just self-reflect which is not a bad thing but you can't get overindulged in it um there was like the tower card which the tower is like burning up into flames and it looks really destructive but really it's kind of like a phoenix card like things have to be destroyed in order for new things to come so uh like a big structural um shake up in their life was happening at the moment and then there was another one but i forgot what it was um i think it was like a communication card like just speak more about your feelings which you you forgot
0: about the communication card
1: (laughs) (laughs) right ironically right
0: (laughs) so how do we use this information for folks who aren't familiar with clarity cards tarot cards how do we use the information that you've gotten from this
1: yeah um so i would say like like i said like just clarity so it's just like, reminiscing on things that you're already going through and just being like, okay, yeah, this is happening in my life. Like, this is obviously something that the, my angels are telling me that are, like, okay, like, put put this right in front of your face and really look at it. Like, is this something that you really want to go through? Or, like, what can you do to change this, you know? Um, a, a reading that I do for myself, maybe, like, once— maybe. Really, only once I'm going through it or something, I'll just do a past, present, future, so it's three cards, and it'll tell me like what my situation was in the past, uh what's going on in the present, and not exactly what the future is going to be, but what the future has potential to be and uh obviously there's you know you can either have that future be that future or you can change it and you know pretty much so.
0: So what did you get out of this particular exercise? Is there something you need to know or we need to know about um, Rockford and your I circle of friends?
1: Um, well this one specifically was just more of like I didn't I can't sit here and tell people what that you know whatever card they got they kind of just had to like take that as themselves for each description of the cards I'd put like you know you may be going through this like if this is the case, change it you know so I okay. don't know. But I do personal one-on-one readings. I don't really offer them as a service. I kind of just wait. If somebody um, comes to me and asks me about them, then I do it. My name is Evangelina, so it it literally translates into messenger of God. So I use that to my potential, you know? (laughs)
0: Literally trying to live up to your name.
1: Yeah, yep. And um, I've been dealing with cards since I was in like seventh grade or something like that. So I feel really connected and comfortable with doing those type of things. I don't really think that. I'm like pulling it out of somewhere you know
0: well your name is evangelina messenger of the gods
1: mm-hmm, yep
0: uh, so that's your name we have just met rockford artist evangelina jimenez evangelina thank you so much for coming into the rockford register star newsroom today it's been a huge pleasure getting to know you
1: yeah thank you so much for having me i had so much fun <laughs>
0: Meet the Artist is made possible through the journalism of the Rockford Register Star. The episode's theme music is called Verano Sensual by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and Filmmusic.io and is used under a Creative Commons BY 4.0 license. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.